This is Watching With No Eyes, a film podcast where we give our subjective opinions on various movies. Now I know what you're thinking. You blind genius, what an original concept. And to you I say, thanks, I came up with it myself. Here's the music. Hello there, and welcome to Watching With No Eyes. This is our second part for the Star Wars films. Uh, Previous episode, if you didn't listen to it, was out yesterday. And we did all six films during the Lucas era, as it were, before Disney bought his studio. And now we are going to do the five films that have been part of the Disney era. A reminder for people, so we have five categories going from best to worst. It's Ace Windu, BB Great, Han Soso, General Snorgana, and Jar Jar Stinks. Joining me for this is Yvonne Clarson and Lewis Smith returning. Hello. Hi. And um, we also have Yarn Sperry joining us, who some may know from episode two of Listen With Your Eyes. Hello, and I'm also here. Yeah. <laughs> Our ambassador exactly. from Naboo. <laughs> First, we have episode seven, going in order of release here. Um, the Awakening of the Force. Yep, The Force Awakens. Out, uh, released in 2015. Uh, had uh, see detoured from a lot of the previous films coming out in May, even though that was only really ep- when I looked it up anyway. It was episode two and episode three, and mm-hmm. uh, making Christmas the Star Wars tradition. Uh, yeah, I guess shall we start? We'll start with Yvonne as far as your feelings on this film, directed by I realize I said directed by J.J. Abrams. Uh, who also co-wrote it with Lawrence Kasdan and a returning who was also who was returning but also returning Michael Arndt I think is how it's said who co-wrote with Kasdan uh, Return of the Jedi but yeah your thoughts Yvonne uh, <laughs> not my favourite Star Wars film um, I mean I watch it but it's not it's not the greatest um, I am a big fan of J.J. Abrams, though, and you can really tell that it's him directing, sure. <laughs> which I really like. As in, like, visual, it's it's really quite pretty from time to time. That's fair. Um, but, oh, the dialogue. I Maybe I'm the only one here, but I'm really not a fan of the dialogue in this film. Like, they're, they're trying to do this, like, quick humour thing going on, but it just comes off as... I don't know, awkward. Fair play. It feels a bit like a sitcom. Yeah, a little bit. In but... places. Oh, yeah. you know. But it, it's kinda it's not done well, so it doesn't fit. That's fair. I mean yeah. the I don't remember the dialogue bothering me that much on of the of this film. Um but that's fair. What about um like characters and acting? I mean, they're kind of the same a little bit because they're trying to do, obviously, with the dialogue they get, they have to do a little bit of that acting 
that fits with the dialogue and it just doesn't sure. fit in. Um, and I'm not really, and I, I mean, the characters, they're all right. <laughs> they're there, they're doing their thing, but it's not really, it doesn't, it didn't pull me in at least. That's fair. I yeah. guess I'll ask you as the person here who's fully sighted, you mentioned about the, about it looking beautiful visual effects wise. Yeah, I think so, it, looked, it looked okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not bad. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was alright. It didn't really, it didn't, I mean, it didn't, I didn't think like, oh, wow, it looks... Not it blowing looks your amazing. socks off. No, not really, but it looked okay. <laughs> That's fair. So I'll go to uh, Yayan next. I really liked it in the, I liked, um, I think I'm, I'm with Yvonne in the sense that the, Visual effects, from what I could see of them, looked looked very good. I wasn't sure what to expect um, going into this because obviously it had been a while before a new Star Wars film was made, and visual effects-wise, had come on a lot. But but yeah, I think it worked for that. So that's one thing I will say a point definitely for it. Um, I think I'm with you, Callum, in the sense that dialogue. I don't remember it particularly bothering me. Um, when I rewatched it for this, and I watched it recently, it's it didn't it didn't hit me, and that that bothered me. So I think the dialogue for me was was good. I didn't notice anything there, but I think it was it was slow in places. But overall, I enjoyed the film. That's fair. I'm debating whether to go first or if I let Lewis loose. Um, <laughs> go on, you go first. Okay. Um, as a whole, I am a fan of this film. As far as I, there was enough intrigue for me that I was very curious to know where it would go with the rest of the trilogy, which, how they did, we will get to later. Um, especially the main one, I think, was, uh, there's two main ones for me. Finn, I really like the idea of a stormtrooper you know, basically, I guess having a conscience, or you know, uh, you know, having a crisis uh, with what they were doing. I liked that element, uh, and you know, I thought and wanting initially to you know escape and get as far away as possible, and all that. And then I also overall was a fan of Kylo Ren personally in the sense of I think it was a better version of what they tried to do what with what they tried to do with Anakin in the prequels basically as in he was a bit whiny but in my opinion it was not too whiny that's again for me uh, you know like young naive all that kind of stuff uh, and the, again I mentioned didn't have so much problem with dialogue but I think obviously there's more to talk about but I teased it there we will let give the floor to Mr Smith however do bear in mind um, we've got four other films to talk about yep all right i'll try to be quick okay um <laughs> first of all 
Han Solo being in it. I get they're trying to get the whole Trinity together from the original one. He's fussless. First swear word. What was that? Ten seconds into Lewis speaking. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> they're just like, we want Harrison Ford out of this, so we're gonna we're just gonna kill him. I know he wanted to die. Don't get me wrong. I know he wanted Han to die, so he did. Because he wanted to but die in the way episode it five. Happened, yeah, the way it happened was just. I, I don't get the emotion there. I'm sorry, I really didn't get it. I didn't feel it at all. It felt like he was like. I need to stab you. Can you come here? It's okay, son. We'll get you back to the light side. I'm going to stab you. It's okay, son. Oh, God, he stabbed him. What a surprise. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was stupid. Um, BB-8 is completely ridiculous. I'm not going to go in depth, but, you know, just where do the arms come from? Think about that, and then that'll pretty much, you'll reach the same conclusion. Um, the That's a story for another day with the lightsaber. That can, they never explain it. <laughs> complete trash i, I mean, don't know why they again didn't. i will say i will cut in there and argue as far as the f- and this is where like to your thing of like isolating films i think isolated that works fine it it's then a result of the trilogy it's the trilogy's fault that they never came back to it uh, and, my counter argument and- to that would be in four in the original star wars when it was a standalone film that then blossomed into a trilogy, that's fair enough. But in this, a trilogy was designed from the beginning. There was oh, meant to I'm be not, three. Oh, yeah, I'm not so defending it. So putting a teaser it. like that in, not to pay it off, yes. in my head, is a card I, I, Oh, I agree with you that it wasn't bad. I'm just... Me hmm? For asking this question, because I probably should know exactly what scene you're on about, but what do you when, mean with the lights? When, when Maz Kanada gives the lightsaber to Rey... And she says, you know, um, where Han did you asks, get this? Yeah, Han asks, oh, where'd you get this Han, from? Yeah. And Maz, Maz goes, that's a story for another time. And the story is never told. Oh, right. I completely forgot that happened. I've got to be honest. Good start for me being on a Star Wars podcast, isn't it? Now you know why I wasn't in the first one. <laughs> it's the one that fell out the bottom of Cloud City, by the way. Mm-hmm. So it would have been quite an so, interesting story, to be fair. Yeah, it would have been interesting yeah. to see how that got there, but we never get that. Yeah. Um, right, last last but not least, because I'm going to cut a bit out here. I love the bit with Finn and Poe in the TIE Fighter. Mm-hmm. I know it's very comedic, but I liked the fact that it was like, we've not got time to really introduce each other here. We've just got to go on the thing that we're both trying to get away. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of liked this feeling of, oh, we're going to die. Let's just make the best of this. <laughs> I kind of liked that. Well, I thought that was quite fun. It reminded me a lot of how three felt, which is probably a big thing for me. Sure. Last but not least, Kylo Ren. That fight at the end there. I've just got to say this. Darth Vader is essentially a cup of soup <laughs> walking around with a lightsaber. He's a bloody absolute mess under there. Yeah, he, you know, gets shocked to death, you know, thrown about, and he's fine. He, he carries on trucking. He's still a threat. Kylo Ren gets a little slit on his thigh and becomes bloody useless to the point where a completely untrained lightsaber user, right, she uses the force a bit. I'm not saying that happens, but she doesn't train for it, and I'm going to get to that later on. Um, but this is <laughs> nothing against Ray either, just just to clarify. I actually quite like Ray in the... the uh, number eight i actually quite like her character but here she just all of a sudden decides hang on this jedi thing that people do i might give that a go and it works 
implying that anyone with a strong enough will, and I know we know find out later on, force diadem, all that rubbish, but is it diadem? It's not diadem, is it something else? Um, but yeah. diadem's Harry Potter. Uh, but it's <laughs> yeah, like diode, I believe, is the word you're looking for. Force diode, I think. If I paid enough attention during Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I suppose that kind of spoils my opinion on that film, but we'll get to that later, and I can't be too mean about it, because only a Sith deals in absolutes. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> it's like, okay, so trained Sith warrior versus lightsaber noob, and he's got a tiny slit on his leg, and she just wrecks him. Completely and utter. Not even like, uh, it, oh, that was close, she nearly died there. She just aces him completely. <laughs> and I can't take him seriously from there on in. He just gets murked. Just outright. He's nothing. <laughs> For all his tantruming earlier. Yeah, I do he agree. Lo- he loses all, like, all the presents Vader had. Think about that. Vader didn't raise a lightsaber. In the first Star Wars. Mm. I don't think he raises a lightsaber at any point. No, I think he just force chokes someone. Yeah. yeah. And he was more menacing. I feared him more. Yeah. I got the feeling if I picked up a lightsaber and got lucky, I could take on Kylo Ren. And I'm a fat blind bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> it's awful. And, and the other bit as well, One, I'd end on a positive... The bit where he's throwing a tantrum in that room and the stormtroopers walk the other way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that See, is beautiful. I'm... That is the best bit of Star Wars in this <laughs> film. <laughs> or at some point. just it just, You couldn't... Well, I suppose you can't. I think they're still wearing helmets, if I recall correctly, so I suppose you can't see it in their faces. But it's just the pause. But they... I know what you mean, because they, yes. they both look at each other with the helmets. They tilt their heads like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's amazing. Um... And... That is that's the best bit of this film to me. I watch it for that. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, one character we haven't mentioned, which you know it would be a miss to not, is General Snoke. Oh, uh, yeah. Thoughts? I mean, Lewis is oh yeah, sort of. Uh, I didn't mention him for mind. a reason. He literally contributes nothing. He's a hologram for most of it. <laughs> I thought he was acted well. I will say. Oh, he's cool. As in, I know, then... no, I'm saying as in, Andy Serkis, I thought was very good in the role. Yeah, I see that. Um, not saying that makes the character automatically, you know, great. That isn't what I'm suggesting. When but... he's on screen, he's fun. He's at least fun to watch, mm. if nothing else. He's kind of like the fun villain of, like, if you picture, um, say, I think it was Alan Rickman who did Harden's Groove. If you picture that, it's just the fun villain archetype having fun with it. Yeah. And yeah. yes, it was Alan Rickman who did Hans Groover uh, in uh, Die Hard. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no, um, that's fair. I, I, I get your... mention. Oh, go on, sorry. No, 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 go on. I was going to say, um, another character we've not spoken about, Phasma, Captain Phasma. Mm. I don't think she does anything, but she's there, so I just thought we'd mention her. <laughs> no, I mean... Anyone got anything no, to say about Phasma? I mean, there's no doubt. I think the Captain Phasma... Uh, let. It let a lot of people down, and the big reason was because they advertised the heck out of her as far as her toy and everything, because she looks cool, from what I gather. I honestly don't She's have too much of an opinion on it. She's a chrome stormtrooper. It's very much... Yeah. I've, That's pretty cool. I think it's... 
she very much is, in my mind, Boba Fett syndrome. I don't. Yeah, really, I, I see that. I see. I, that. I don't think Boba Fett contributes anything to really. Like, I know he technically captures, uh, um, you know, like he, you know, he he or he takes, you know, Han away, and all that. But you know, he, he doesn't really. It's not like that could have easily been someone else. Is my point. It's not like, you know. Oh, only Boba Fett could have done that think, role, and it's the same with I, Captain Phasma. Yeah. I think the difference is in the originals, Boba Fett is standing there next to Darth Vader. He's always next to Vader or next to someone. He's never the main bloke. He's no. never the top dog. No. Whereas in this, there's bits where, fan, like when Phasma pulls up Finn on the on the Star Destroyer, and he's like, "FN two one eight seven, were you allowed to move your, your helmet?" And they make yes. her this real, like, "Oh, she's gonna be something." You can tell she's this antagonist. She's going to really come into her own at some point, and you're going to fear her. She's going to be like the dark side version, if you like, of Yalaya. She's going to be a real kick-ass character that's just going to come in and steamroller someone, and you'll fear her for it. And it never pays off. There is something to be said of potentially the film uh, hurting itself by trying to have too many, um, imp- quote, important villains. Because you've got Maybe. Fa- you've got Phasma, you've got Ren, you've got Snoke, and you've got why can I not remember his name? Uh, Hux. Hmm. Which I will say, I mean, I don't know, it might just be me here, but that speech, you know, think what you will about the character in the film and the rest of the trilogy, but that speech Hux gives on the Star Destroyer mm-hmm. was great in my opinion. <laughs> isolated, <Yes>. an isolated <laughs> moment, acted to, you know, again doesn't make the character amazing not you know but the acting in that scene alone i thought was great no i concur yeah and it was sort of there like yeah this is you know this you know this is you know a you know a real force of nature you know a real you know suppression you know to the galaxy the first order you know i will say there's one thing i quite liked and it's when you see like a day in the life of Ray, essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the, how the, they with set the Simon her up Pegg as... cameo. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, you see her struggling, yeah. and I liked, I liked how they showed. There's this person who, you know, they do the whole ah, it's a woman subversion, mm-hmm. which, frankly, in my head with Star Wars doesn't land. We've had strong female characters time and time again. It's happened before. This isn't anything groundbreaking at this point having a strong female character is not now a selling point it's a prerequisite (laughs) and i think they tried to lean on that a bit much there but just seeing her doing what she was doing made her cool you didn't need to be like ah but look it's like it didn't matter what gen what gender she was she was kick-ass from that anyway i think they they really fouled it there by like being like oh look it's a strong girl or woman because you you didn't you didn't need to do that she was cool no matter what yeah they really set her up really well she's so good in that first bit and And the bit with bb8's funny as well when she's like go away he's like no (laughs) i also i will say i think it's a real shame with where they went with Ray in the sense of, and we'll get oh, to yeah, it with we'll other films, that. that. I just, I don't <laughs> understand why they didn't stick to what, according to Daisy Ridley, was the original plan is for her to be a Kenobi. 
I personally, that would have made sense. I personally love the idea of the granddaughter of Kenobi against the grandson of Vader. I think yeah. that is pretty good. I know some people get a bit annoyed at, you know, our Star Wars is a whole galaxy. It shouldn't just be restricted to Skywalker and families. But, you know, that's what those, you know, um, sar- you know the saga films which we'll get to in a minute, were were supposed to be. They're supposed to be expanding, which they didn't, but that's not the point. It's what they were meant to and further down the line. But as far as the episodic films, they were the Skywalker saga. That's where... One thing I will say, which I know later on is technically explained, her flying the Falcon out of God nowhere, this person that's apparently only ever driven a speeder (laughs) and has never, you know, piloted a ship off-world but has wanted to gets behind the wheel of a ship and can fly it like an absolute boss. Mm. And don't get me wrong, it's cool, but could we have not seen her stumble a little, like crash it a bit or scratch it up pretty bad? Because she just flawlessly dodges everything. Well, I mean... From trained military pilots following apparently more manoeuvrable craft. Yeah. Because think about that. The the reason the Falcon ever got away was because it had the dual cannons. Yeah. They could target the TIE fighters no matter where they were. That was their, their thing. Their manoeuvrability was lesser. Sure. Yet for somehow, that thing can outmaneuver a TIE fighter. Not even that, a TIE interceptor, the more manoeuvrable one. Yeah. The one that's apparently deadlier, and she just owns it. Yeah. No, I, I, one yeah, cannon. I definitely get the issue. I will say I'm of the opinion that I still would say Ray is not a Mary Sue. But I am of the opinion for those who call her a Mary Sue, but then say Luke is not. That's my personal opinion. That I think they both have. If you're going to say one has Mary Sue qualities, I think the other does as well. But that's just you know. I, I, I again, I, th- I think uh, I'm aware of. Uh, we've spent quite a bit of time talking about this film, um, and we've still got four to go. So. Uh, are people happy to give their rankings? Yep. Yeah. Um, shall we go with uh, Yayan first, as uh, he's new to uh, the episode? Just a reminder, Yayan, if you need it, the categories going from best to worst. So you've got Ace Windu, BB Great, Han Soso, General Snorgana. And Jar Jar stinks. I think if um, I think it's got to be a Han Soso for me, like middle of the lane. When you take it into context, of the other ones we're going to be talking about, and I'll explain my reasons for why later, or I can do so now. I don't no, know. How I mean, no, it's fine. We'll go. We'll we'll go <laughs> a lot. We can, if you want to save it for later, we can do that. That works fine. Um, Yvonne. Mm. Uh, I kind of want to put it uh, on um, a ham so so, yeah, a very low ham so so. Fair play. Yeah. <clears throat> Lewis, I think I'm going to surprise people here. I I think it ham so so. I think because. It's not an inherently bad movie. It's not horrible. It's just 
it mishandles some of the some of the really good bits it manages to ruin and the bits that are bad it completely runs with and i think if it ran with a few different things it would be a lot higher yeah sure that's fair i think at this point it's fair to say we're going to stick it in han so so and uh, uh I'm, I'm in, i'll go with that i'm happy with that i admit personally if you asked me i may have had it in bb great i know for i'm of the personal opinion i know some people say this is a replica of a new hope i personally think i found this more enjoyable but you know i'm i, I understand reasons for it being in han so so and i'm i'm happy with that i do think it personally i think it would have been harsh to have it in the lower two in either lower two that's... i concur with that one yeah, yeah i concur with that um, and i just want to sorry i'm, I'm aware we <laughs> No, it's fine. Go on, Yang. I just wanted to say um, that I'm aware of why people say it. It was this was the stage of a rehash, as you said. I'm aware of why people say that, but I think for what it was trying to set up, it somehow needed to be. And yeah, it some, was a reintroduction. Some of the things you would judge a new hope on, obviously, with the time skip, um, it managed to do some of them um, better, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm aware before anyone attacks me on Twitter that um, why that is because because it had so many years um, henceforth or after rather for that to happen. But I do think it still did some of those things very well. Sure. Well, with that, we will move to the second of the Disney era, which was released. In 2016, December once again. Uh, oh, here we go. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Shall we go? As you were there going, here we go, Lewis. Um, shall we come to you first? Go on then. On this. I'd say good film overall. Bit of a slow burn at the beginning. Definitely ramps up as it goes along, like any film, in my opinion, should. Um, I like... I like how they didn't try to give it a happy ending because the sto- the story this tells it it's have made very sense. blatant did not have a happy ending. Yeah. Mm, and I'm it. glad that they actually did keep that because I kind of expected it to be like, oh, a couple of characters survived and they just didn't know. But no, they fully went with, no, everyone died. Mm-hmm. Everyone got... Yeah. And I'm like, okay, brilliant. And I've got to say it, we said it in the other ones... Vader is cool, and this just made Vader even cooler. Yeah, I don't care I was... what you say about his giant castle grey skull get up. No. I absolutely love that. I... I thought that was amazing because I thought yeah. it was kind of poking fun and also kind of menacing. I thought it was cool mix. I will but... <laughs> quickly jump in. I don't agree with people. A lot of people thought it was cheesy where he says, you know, um, you will choke on your words or something. You'll choke on your aspirations when he's like force choking the guy. I didn't think that yeah. was cheesy. I was there like, because people were there like, so Vader shouldn't be making quips. It's there like, I mean, why not? It's <laughs> just there like, you know. See, I think, he, I think he's learning from Obi-Wan yeah. there. But potentially that scene where he slaughters a load of people is probably my favorite scene in the whole of Star Wars. I'm not going to lie. I made it clear in the previous it's episodes that I am a huge Vader mark. Love the character, favorite non-comic book villain, and yeah, that scene was everything I wanted it to be. As soon as the film was announced and we knew Vader was going to be in it, I was there. I want a film 
where he is chopping down falls and basically you um, redeem the character after the personally the shambles of the prequels when it came to you know taking his credibility uh, I see and, that and yeah <clears throat> and I do think that they managed to do that with that scene alone personally but um, we'll go to uh, Yvonne you, your thoughts on Rogue One I think it's a brilliant movie because um I mean, it, it's got Vader in it, so obviously it'll be a <laughs> um, But also just, I don't know, it just does this thing of sort of showing a little bit more of what happened in sure. the universe itself. Yeah. Um, as well as just making a really good film, because it's got the beginning, it sets up its characters really well, and the relationships, you know, how they're going to work together. And then yeah. it ends pretty good uh, Everyone dying is kind of my favorite ending in films, as morbid as that sounds. So I just I, was I say well, that says a lot about you that we won't delve into. <laughs> yes, you fell there. So yeah, I just I just love it. Yeah, that's fair. Can I just point out as far as like I think a good comedy done well with um, I hope I'm getting saying this correctly. K two S O. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Mm. I think that's good. Also, before getting your opinion, Yian, I like the fact that they actually, because it was obvious, it'd been a running joke for years since episode four. I like that they gave an explanation for the, like, hole that, you know, could destroy the thing. Or in the plan. Yeah. yeah. I like mm-hmm. that they actually gave it, you know, a, a thing, because, yeah, it'd been a running joke. Which makes joke the second one ages. even dumber, <laughs> as aforementioned. <laughs> It makes the fact that the second one you can literally fly a falcon into. Yeah. <laughs> made it even dumber. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. I, I have got to say as well, as a, and this is going to be, as a blind person, mm, but no. Um, I was going to say, it's worth mentioning with, thought, the Disney, with the Disney side, that's where you would you were totally blind at this point with all the Disney films. Yeah. I yeah. thought the blind guy was a bit daft. I was going to get now, to him I'm later. I'm representation, yeah. but... It doesn't. I I get the whole. He's a monk and he's using the force and all that. And I get it. Monks are magic. I, I get how it, in every film monks are just magic. They can run up walls. They can use chi power. They can do anything. They're amazing. But I it's think a fair assessment. As using the force and stuff it goes, I, we've kind of skipped over it in seven. I think at this point the force became all cavity plot insulation, and it's just like if something couldn't be explained, it was the force. This is a, the least egregious of it, in my opinion, being like he's using the force to tell where people's life signs are and fighting that way. You could have said he had really good hearing, could hear heartbeats. He could have been an alien. He could have been anything. But no, he was a dude using the force. Thing is, for me, fair I, enough. For me personally, yeah, it made, I think it works for that for the world that's created with the force that a blind person can use it. It's like, as far as blind characters, it's like uh, Toph in in the Last Airbender. You know, in Avatar The Last Airbender, she's able to use, you know, to, quote, see, due to her earthbending abilities, which are more or less, you know, in layman's terms, magic, really. You know, it's... I think think what I'm trying to say, though, is... I'm just saying, saying at its core, it's like using the force. It's like the force. The force is 
sort I would argue really if someone says it's like the force is sort of magic if that's what it is at this point and I would argue being able to in Avatar The Last Airbender some people may get annoyed at me here but I would argue any form of bending is like in layman's terms without needing to train in a wizard sense it's basically like it's like having an elemental wizard but what I will here's where I'll say this differs I could be wrong here and I'm sorry if I'm making this run longer but the force has been established up to this point to be something that every being has an access to but it takes a lot of training to get to yes so this one guy having this ability i'm not really mad at but he yeah he's had loads of training he's had loads of training and it's what i will get to in a bit when we get to the next film Mm -hmm. because it's where i think this idea sort of sprung from and i think they ran with it way too far and i'll get to that in the next bit from here on i will be quiet because i realize i'm making this run very long so yian would you like to okay yes um Completely lost my thought for a second. Um, yeah, right. Uh, I think this was a great movie. Um, just as someone who'd never seen much of Star Wars before, before I watched this film, I think I started with this, and just happy oh, beginnings. God, it was great, and just just Vader going, starting with this, and then going into um, Episode Four, or or I think. I watched the rest of this trilogy first, but seeing Vader again in episode four, even, um, just made you think this guy is scary. This guy is something to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. And that scene was brilliant. And the only thing that tops it for me, I know we probably won't even get onto this, but the only thing that tops it for me right now is just the Mandalorian uh, scene. I won't say any more than that in case anyone here hasn't watched the Mandalorian. Yeah, um, that's okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. People we'll, st- we'll, stay, we'll stay clear of that what I'm referring to. But um, but anyway, we'll stay clear of that, as you say. Um, so I think this was a great movie. I think that um, the the blind sort of religious monk moment, for lack of a better term of, turn of phrase or phrasing, well, I really enjoyed that, personally. I don't mm. know enough about the law to know if it messes with the law too much, but I enjoyed it sure. really, uh, well. And as you say, it was just kind of like the magic system in Avatar. Although I think the, the difference is, I'm sorry that I'm making comparisons and bringing this up, but I think it's the fine. difference I brought it up. Um, it is with Toph. It she's at least explained. Oh, it's the vibrations in the ground, which I learned from the original Earthbender. It was more explained. It well, was still. Yeah, I'd get that. Yeah, but I think it would have been. It would have been nice to have an explanation, but with the way the force is, I don't think it necessarily needed it. I think that's. I think it was pretty. I thought it was pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. That's Probably should have mentioned this at the top. <clears throat> I think it is worth mentioning that Yian, you started with this set of movies, didn't you? You you mm-hmm. went yeah. Rogue One and then Seven Eight Nine, which is very unique to all of us. So yeah. I just feel that's worth pointing out. Yes. It's just how they were released and how I started watching them before anyone. Hate me for not doing them in release order, um, um, but that's yeah, that's how I how I started it off. And as I say, going from this to then seeing Vader was made me quite like, sort of sure, and really excited seeing him uh, him again. And I just think I think it does it does 
it just works really well. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess as, as we're talking about it, I realise that say, you're the non-disabled person here, Yvonne, but did, mm-hmm. what was your thoughts on the blind monk as uh, we've talked about it? About um, him. I wish I could remember his actual name, but I am blanking. I don't remember either. Mm. Yeah. It's been a long while since I've watched Rogue One, mm. if I'm honest. But, um, but anyway. Yeah, I don't... I remember I, I watched it, I, and I thought a bit like, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, then, it's a little little bit jump too far. Yeah, but then they try to explain it a little bit with, oh, he's using the Force, but then I'm still a bit like, okay, so you're telling me... Well, I guess, yeah, because the Eodice, if you blindfold them, they can still do their thing. Yeah, that was the whole point, wasn't guess, it? Uh, yeah. yeah, but then I'm like, okay, still a bit much, but... Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think the important question as well, though, I wanted to ask you, and Jan, I know you could contribute towards this as out of Lewis, myself, and you. You're the one with the better say. Um, General Tarkin, Uncanny Valley or not? Uh, what, what, what do you mean? General Tarkin yeah. is his name, right? Yeah, the guy who... Um, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. I don't Grand... think he's Grand Moff at this point, though. He... Um... The guy no, who's in charge of Vader. Yeah, the guy who's in charge of Vader. Yeah, the, the guy on the Death Star. The one yeah. he... Um... The one he re- Vader reports to. Yeah. You know, yes. great, great... He, so you know he's... Has... You know it's... They've CGI'd the original CGI'd actor's face. Right. Okay, yeah. that's what you're asking. Okay. Yes. Apologies, I wasn't clear. <laughs> I, I... Um, it, I thought... I think... Let me remember. It looked okay. Okay. Because okay. I know for some, they think it... They A lot of people claim it took them out of the film. Really? No, yeah. it wasn't. No, it wasn't Georgia Binks level, you know. <laughs> it was. It, it was alright. That's fair. What about yeah. Leia at the end? No interest. That um, I remember that looked a tiny bit odd. Sure. But it, again, didn't really bother me. At least. Personally. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Yain, was like uh, I said, is it something that you noticed or that you were okay with? With the with the um, Grand Moth Tarkin or General Tarkin, I can't remember his rank at this point. I'm sorry. I think he's <laughs> General Moth. at this point. I, I think remember. it's Grand at the end. Um, yeah, I think so. But uh, sure. With the General, I can't, I didn't notice it. I'll be honest. I thought it was That's well fair. done. I don't. Yeah. And at this point, I wasn't quite deep into the narrative, so I suppose I wouldn't have been looking for it. With um, the because they did CGI on Leia in that one as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. With that, um, that was more noticeable, but I think, I think it was still okay, still passable, but yeah. I think it was definitely noticeable. <laughs> no, that's fair. Before we get, before we rank it and move on, I realise I didn't mention at the beginning, uh, directed by, I believe it's Gareth Edwards, who directed the 2014 Godzilla, uh, written by Tony Gilroy and Chris Weitz, when I look it up. But it is worth mentioning as far as behind the scenes, this is probably the first demonstration of maybe things not being, you know, running smoothly because uh, Ed, uh, I think it was Edwards. Okay, I feel like it was Edwards or Evans. I really bad. Edwards was, he was replaced by Tony Gilroy because Lucasfilm weren't happy with the way he was taking the film. So a lot of reshoots happened. Uh, and yeah, just leave it on that, and I, I'm sure we'll address more of the behind-the-scenes stuff as we go along. 
Um, but yeah, uh, Yain, your ranking? Definitely in the ace window category. Uh, personally, I, I really liked this film. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Yvonne? Yeah, I'm agreeing with that. It's, it's definitely ace window. Lewis? Go on, Callum, you go first. Uh, I'm happy to go with Ace Window. I admit, I feel like a part of me would say if people had said Top of BB Great, I would have gone with that, but I'm happy for it to be an Ace Window. We have a full Senate, people. Ace Window. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I think that's probably the last agreeing, agreement. Uh, oh, yes. Um, From here on in, <clears throat> it becomes an absolute. <laughs> so, 2017... We have episode eight, The Last Jedi, written and directed by Ryan Johnson. I know there was claims that J.J. Abrams and him did have meetings of where films were going, but it has to be said when you will get to it more, but episode nine suggests that may have not been the case. Um, or Abrams changed his mind. Um, but yeah, last The Last Jedi. Uh, shall we start... I don't know. Should we get uh, the rant out of the way? Lewis, you go first. All the beginning of it, we'll, we'll get to the, you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to come up, but I'm just going to air a few things that I think are very specific to how I see it. Um, the bit with Luke and Ray on the island, um, the bit where he's like, and reach out, and she reaches out with her hand physically. Mm-hmm. I think that is possibly some of the funniest Star Wars I've seen. That's up there with the two stormtroopers for me. Because <laughs> that never have those that has Ray as a character felt more of an everyman than in that moment. Sure. Like more of an audience standing because she doesn't know tons about the force and she is learning. And if someone said to you reach out and you didn't know it was like a terribly spiritual thing, you probably would think he's trying to teach you to force push or something. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. All the people that say they ruined Luke, I'm going to annoy a lot of people by saying I kind of disagree on that one. I like the idea of a bit, a bit of a disenfranchised Luke Skywalker. I'm not saying it was done perfectly, but I kind of liked him being like, look, having both sides always leads to a problem. Yeah, I will. I will um, I feel like that's just a good point for me to jump in because I just want to add yeah, there cool. that this is my favourite version of Luke when it comes to all the films. Uh, and I agree with you that I thought it was a very, again, not saying it couldn't have been done better, but it was a very interesting way to take his character, you know, couldn't live with the legacy, was questioning, you know, the fact that, you know, again, I'm I'm not going to try and exactly quote the line off the top of my head, but when he's basically there, like saying, you know, the Jedi's arrogance is what led to the rise of the Empire in the first place. Because like he's technically not wrong. No, he's not wrong at all. Um, and, you know, so I like the way he does that. I actually think this is Mark Hamill's best performance in the four films. No, sorry, five films he's in, because he's in episode nine. Uh, well, he's technically in episode seven, but it's obviously just a scene <coughs> uh, where he doesn't talk. But, yeah, I just really enjoyed that. And, again referencing the previous episode our first parter for those who haven't heard it i think anyone who says that luke acting instinctively to initially 
kill Kylo after getting a Force vision made complete sense for Luke's character, in my mind, as in that he just reacts on emotion. And it's not like he actually did it. Like People seem to forget that, the way they reacted to it, in my mind. He did stop himself. I think... The one thing I am going to bring up, because I am going to, I am going to start whittling on this movie now, because <laughs> we have to, we have a time limit. Just remember, I know. <laughs> but um, the bit where Yoda literally lightnings a building as a ghost, what in the absolute fuck it was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. How can Force Ghosts now use lightning? That's never been shown, and I'm all for things being new. But Luke doesn't even question it. Done. Also, Ray yep, goes... Yoda's oh, powerful, I mean, isn't it? <laughs> I'm t- I feel like that's the reasoning. No, it's not, though, is it? That's not reasoning. Oh, I'm not saying it's good that's reasoning. That's complete but I feel like... bull. That was, we need to burn the books, so we're going to burn the books, because Luke can't do it, because Luke won't do it. So we need Yoda to do it, because we want Yoda to be in this movie. So Yoda appears and goes, <laughs> lightning, and it just does it. Also, it looks nothing like any lightning we've seen in any other film. It's not out of his hands. It just comes down from the gods on this planet somehow. That's fair. That definitely and would have made more sense for it to come from his hands. It I is think. total rubbish, and it is simply there to have a force ghost do a thing. And we'll come back to that later, because that comes back in the next one and whittles over everything yet again. <laughs> and oh. then the last but not least, with the force whittling, which is now what I'm going to call it, um, draw projection across the gap. Are you kidding me? How? Wow, he censored himself. Literally how? <laughs> no, because he's total bull. He just Sen- goes, do you know what? You're right, Yoda. I should be there. Rather than hauling the X-Wing out of the lake, which he does, they do in the next film, so you can't say it's not possible. <laughs> he just goes, I'm going to astral project across the galaxy. And you're telling me, that Kylo Ren, a Force user, a strong Force user, who's stronger than Vader, debatably, apparently, maybe, who knows at this point, doesn't sense that that's the Force at work. Also, he hands Leia the dice, and they're still there, even when he's dead. No, they fade. Oh, do they I fade? Be- okay, I'm misremembering that then. But still, like, she picks them up. They're in her hand. If there's some sort of force projection, which we later find out just goes through. So surely when she picked them up, they'd have just gone whoop, straight through her hand back onto the table. But no, they don't. So it makes no sense. It's all rubbish. And they're basically just going, we need a plot to happen. Use the force. This is where it brings that monk point back into bearing. That's where it started. This is where they really ran with it. And it frankly doesn't work. <laughs> Yvonne? Total bloody nonsense. Yeah, Sorry. I, I hear you. I, I agree with that, by the way. I hadn't even thought of that. Like, it, uh, it, doesn't it breaks really work, everything. It? Yeah. Mm. I think you've just broken Yvonne. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I'm, we, I'm we, very... we, changed, we changed her mind on the Phantom Menace, so I think um, that might That's be happening good. here. But um... I'm sorry, Yvonne. <laughs> Don't worry. I feel like Palpatine right now. Strike it down with your hatred. <laughs> you enjoy being Palpatine. You dressed as a Sith on a regular basis. Yeah, uh, I did. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, there's no point. I'm just saying, again, I don't know why you're apologising. You enjoy doing this. Um, <laughs> you're a Vader so, stand. I thought you'd be up for it. <laughs> oh, I, I dressed as Vader for New Year's Eve once. Very nice. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yvonne, yes. <laughs> Twice. Um, 
Anyway. Is this when I go, I really, really like this film, and everyone gasps? No. Because I really like it. No, because I really like it too. <laughs> this, this, this is where, you know, Lewis and I have had this debate multiple times. Oh, yes, we have. Go um, on, go ahead. <laughs> Try no, and change my opinion, because it could be that you're going to say something, and I'll go, actually, yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Oh, you're putting her on the spot. No, dude, seriously, it might happen, haven't I? Negotiate. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, I don't know. It's just, as if, again, as a film student, it's very satisfying to see how basically every single character in this film has their own little tiny plot, mm-hmm. and it sort of merges in with the major overarching plot as well. And it's just very satisfying to see that and, like, watch it unfold um and on top of that you get a little bit more insight into the jedi stuff it's not doesn't really make sense maybe like lewis said but you get a bit more insight into it um yeah and that's what i love (laughs) um and yeah i don't know it's just very satisfying to watch it and it's it's fun i enjoy it a lot yeah i don't I haven't. I've definitely not convinced you right now, but that's just that's just what I love. No, that's fine. I, I to be fair, it's I a bloody hard task. Gonna, you were never going to be convinced. I don't think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I like what you say. He's an old man stuck in his ways. On, don't or if you start that boy, <laughs> whippersnapper. Just to clarify, but, we are at a distance, so there's nothing he can do. To... I don't know. And Apparently, also, by the force, I can project I... into his room and think ever loving. I mean, to be honest, if we were able to use the force like that, I don't think lockdown would have been as much of an issue. Um... No, we could, we could force go to the shops. It'd be brilliant. Um... Very but to, to try. But um, to clarify, I am admittedly only a few months, but I, I am the oldest here. Um, so I say ironically. Um... Ha, granddad. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I know. Were you saying something, Lewis, or sure? I was going to ask the um, Iron, but if you've got something, let it to say, go because I, I might come back with a few things because okay, okay, I've got a few okay. counter arguments brewing here. Okay, Elsa, um, Yain, go ahead. Um, I'd look fabulous, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of Phineas and Ferb there. I really hope my He's audio fabulous. doesn't Um, yeah, no. Um, Oh, okay. Don't laugh, because this will make it sound terrible. Sorry. Um, I am going to probably surprise a lot of people here, given that I agree with Lewis on the on the uh, dice fading afterwards thing and it kind of leaving your brain to sort of melt. But I I really, really like this film. I think it's great. Um, I, I just... It's not perfect. Lewis regrets are... inviting Yain on the episode. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Because he's got um, a different opinion to all of us. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I, honestly, I, obviously, I was joking. Carry on. Anyway. <laughs> um, I was. Um, yeah, I really like this. One. I thought it was great, mainly because I think I agree with Callum in the sense that Luke's character here is done really, really well. Um, I, I, I get that loads of people think. He's all oh, nice and shining armor. <laughs> you know, he won't, he won't, he won't ever. Well, that summarizes what I was going to say. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it won't ever break him, but he does react on emotion. He wasn't raised in a Jedi temple, for goodness sake. He wasn't, it wasn't like he was no. raised by 
he was a farm like, boy. Or um, or even like it's just it's. So I'm, I'm realise I'm losing my my words, but it's just because I'm I'm imagining people. I'm imagining fanboys in my head trying to debate me and it's making me completely because it doesn't make sense to me i don't see how you can debate that his character wasn't emo- wasn't emotional and it would continue to be emotional and even he himself says that his master has failed him and perhaps perhaps he shouldn't have been the one to try and usher this in and to me that's really interesting i understand why people don't like it but for me that's what made this film Yes, it has holes in it. The force projection thing, I didn't see as much of a hole, just to just sign justify one. I, I didn't see as much of a hole because I liked that it had consequences, because both the times when they tried to use some form of force projection um, in, in this trilogy, there was dire consequences, quite literally dire consequences for the characters that did it so it made it it made sense that you wouldn't have heard about it or that you wouldn't have used it as much because it literally killed uh, them off um so i enjoyed if that kind of justifies it for me the thing that doesn't justify it for me is the dice thing because it doesn't make sense that he goes and then it fades a lot the dice fade several moments later in a scene when they're and i just think Oh, that doesn't make sense. But anyway, and but it, I really liked the film. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and if people were curious, I suppose that I'm pretty sure that is audio described. Lewis just it's been a while and didn't remember. Not no, that yeah, ago, that's that's my yeah, mess up. That there. That's my mess up. Because people might be wondering. Uh, maybe it's not described. Um, pretty. If I'm ninety, no, hold my five hands up. I messed that up. Yes. What I will, what I will say here. I've, there's one thing I forgot to bring up, and I feel I need to. Fair enough. Admiral Holdo and the Holdo maneuver mm. kind of breaks everything because you're telling me one light speed capable ship could have blown up the Death Star. Yeah, I see where you're going now. Yeah, mm. this, especially that bit at the beginning. With the Y-Wing bomber when they were trying to take down a Star Destroyer because it means that that entire squad could have just light-speeded through that entire lot. And I know they try and explain it away later on, but then they cock it up in the very same movie, so we'll get to that later. But that whole bit, to me, is completely ludicrous and completely breaks everything. And also, it's like a redemption arc for her. But later on they point out that that was one in a million in the next film. They say a Holdo manoeuvre is one in a million. Which means she was actually trying to run away. (laughs) And she just got lucky by blowing it up. I don't think, I mean, no, she was trying to have... Because she went directly at them. I mean, if she was trying to run away, she did a pretty bad job. No, but what I'm saying... No, but what they're saying is in the next film, they state a Holdo manoeuvre is one in a million, right? It's a really rare thing to occur. Which means that if she'd a light speed, whether she was facing them or not, she would have just gone straight away. That's the rules they lay down, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So her hitting that ship was a one in a million manoeuvre, which means her whole redemption arc was essentially her trying to run and it fucked. Right. Which completely ruins her as a character. And also, that to me feels like where the movie was going to end. Because they'd got away, essentially. 
mm-hmm. and then he ends up going to this big planet battle down the bottom where they've got the cannons and everything yeah, else. And I just planet, yeah. and I start going off. Oh, then the Falcon turns up out of bloody nowhere and does some tricks again, basically mirroring the Star Destroyer bit from the first film. Mm-hmm. And again, the how do you dodge TIE fighters in a ship that's four times as big yet they can't navigate a gap twice as small? And it's at that point my brain had melted. Crystal foxes are cool and porgs are cute. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, that's my closing <laughs> statement, Your Honour. Um, yeah, and I rest my case there because, uh, frankly, I could go on all bloody day. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to mention, because I feel like should before we move on, but I'm aware we should move on soon, but I want to say the subversion, in my opinion, of the throne room scene with Kylo oh, killing Snoke. I, I personally liked that. Um, uh, I don't know. As people who liked the film, Yvonne Yayan, I'm not sure what you what you two force of it. It may have gone a bit, you know, up down the line. Um, say, especially with Episode Nine or whatever, or what happened later in the film with Kylo. But for a scene, I personally. I remember being in the cinema as well. I really enjoyed, you know, just like I said, I just thought it was, you know, subverting what you were expecting. Yeah, I agree with that. I, uh, I enjoyed it because it was sort of, it was a very intense moment. Yeah. And it sort of set it up like, oh, Kylo is now maybe potentially going to be on Ray's side. Yes. And then. It, he wasn't, and he turned to his power-grabbing ways thing. Yeah, which I, I'll admit a little bit that was a little tiny bit out of the blue. Yeah, personally, I think that was a little. But okay, whatever. Sure. Um, but I thought it was really good. I thought it was really intense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yes. No. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that that was. Um... That was really, as you say, intense, and I really enjoyed how how they used it, how they how they ran with it afterwards was maybe another story, but I enjoyed the scene itself. <laughs> sure. Uh, Lewis, do you have any thoughts on it, or are you happy for us to uh, right. wrap up this part? I'm going to say something. No one react to this, because if it needs to be cut, it needs to be cut, but I need to get it out here because it's in my brain and it hurts. Right. <laughs> There's a bit with that throne room scene. I only noticed this literally yesterday, and it's been bugging me ever since. It's Ray's lightsaber that's on the throne. Am I correct? Yes. Right. The reason Vader can saber throw is because there is a latch on his lightsaber that ignites it constantly. He clicks that latch, the blade comes on, and it stays on, so that when it leaves his hand, it will stay on. This is something that not every lightsaber has in law. It is only his because he built it that way. Mm-hmm. Now, that is why a lightsaber turns off when a Jedi drops it in any other film. In this scene, Kylo uses the Force to drag that saber through Snoke. Yeah. He can't have turned it on. And it's been bugging me, but I agree, it's a cool scene. I think you should have seen it coming anyway, but still. And it's been really bothering me, because it basically means that Snoke died from contrivance. 
And it makes me wonder that that's not a product of the trilogy not being hashed out beforehand. Because you can't say Ray added it, because it's the one from the first film, which we know is Luke's one. We know Luke didn't have that ability, never built his own lightsaber. It's Anakin's old one. And Anakin's old one wasn't capable of that. So it really does mess that with my head in that way. I can't. I can't like that scene, knowing that happened. And that's a massively nerdy thing to be hung up on. No, fair enough. But when it is specifically mentioned in all the source material that Vader's lightsaber is unique for that fact, and they just do it like it's possible, and it just annoys me. I'm sorry. That's that's no. all I have to say on it. That's Apart fair. from that, quite like the fight. Fair enough. Okay. I think... Um... We should move on to the other two films. Uh, there is something else I want to say about this film. Uh, however, I think we can definitely connect to it when talking about episode nine. So, uh, rankings. We'll start with you first, Lewis. Um, I am going to go with Snorgana because I don't think it's a cardinal sin. I just don't like it very much. That's fair. Yvonne? Um, I I would probably put it in BB Great. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'll concur um, with Yvonne on that one. And I admit I'd probably say the same, so I guess as it's three to one, there's no need to no, meet that in is the fair middle. On that. No, it's yeah. fair. So, yeah, okay. Fair enough. My God, we're... Look at that. We didn't agree, and... Um, we're, we're still okay. Um, oh, wait till we get to the number nine. There <laughs> we'll have an argument. <laughs> I mean, you say that. Uh, Possibly, uh, we'll see. Next, 2018. They moved it to May instead of December, which I think was a mistake, not just because it was only less than six months after Last Jedi, but also, you know, They'd clearly shown that they were, you know, December was becoming a Christmas, you know, Star Wars, sorry, was becoming a good Christmas tradition, getting my words the wrong way there. But Solo, a true Star Wars story, uh, coming out, obviously meant to be, it was an origin film for Han Solo. Uh, If we have people who listen to the previous episode, you know the opinions of... Yvonne Lewis and myself on the character. Uh, before we probably get onto the film, I will say I was very disappointed because before this, it was very much looked very likely we were going to get the Kenobi film between episodes three and four with Ewan McGregor. Thankfully, we're now getting the Disney Plus series. Very much looking forward to that. But at the time, the fact that the Kenobi film was, as far as we knew, cancelled cancelled for. Um, Solo, I don't know. I just thought one was c- clearly more interesting than the other. A little but, bit of bad blood. Mm, that's uh, that's my per- that was my personal opinion. However, saying that, I don't think this film is as bad as a lot of people say. I think some people, but there, I say some because I don't think as many people as a lot of film fans think are influenced by behind the scene news. But, you know, I do think that influenced some people's decision on this. The fact that uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, directors of the Lego movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and the Jump Street films, for those who don't know. Um, the fact that they were fired 
um, very late on uh, in the filmmaking process and replaced uh, by... Oh, my God, why can I not remember his name? Uh, Ron Howard. There we go. Ron Howard, uh, director of... Oh, was it like Splash? Uh, what's the, uh, Apollo 13, is it? The one from the 90s with Tom Hanks? Apollo 13? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, him bringing brought on. Uh, was written by Lawrence Kasdan, you know, episode 5, episode 6, and episode 7, along with his uh, son, Jonathan Kasdan. And yeah, I think that influenced some people, but not as much. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, I I suppose all I'll say now is I don't think it's uh, as bad as some people say, but I'll let uh, you lot uh, talk about it more. Uh, we'll start with Yvonne. Right. Um, I didn't watch this film in the cinema purely because it's on Solo. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, I'm biased. I'm not really... I'm not a huge fan of this film, but um, if you look at it as just a film and not that it's about Ram Solo, it's actually pretty okay. Mm. Um, the only thing that really bothers me is that it seems a little bit like the only thing that made Han Solo Han Solo was that he wanted a girl, which I think is set up okay. But it still bothers me a little bit. <laughs> I feel like it contradicts his character a bit from yeah. the original trilogy. And that might just be me. I know he ends up lusting after Leia, basically, pretty much. That's true. But at the same time, I don't know, it just seems... And to be fair, I do think they had planned to do more films, but due to the film not making as much money as they hoped, like, say, it hadn't, it didn't make over a billion dollars like the previous three films in the Disney era. Um, or two billion in the Force Awakens case, uh, but yeah, you know, it just seems a bit odd. I will quickly say there because just because you brought her up, I feel really sorry for Amelia Clark. Yeah, me from too. A, from an acting point of view, not as it she's been great, I think, in everything she's been in, but not only did Game of Thrones end on a bit of a whimper for most people, I'm sure there are some out there who enjoyed uh, season eight, and you know, good for you. Everything is subjective, but I don't agree with you. Um, but then she, she, you know, with her agent stuff, I'm sure it's like, oh, there's, uh, they're rebooting the Terminator franchise and then they're planning to do a trilogy out of that. Cool. You know, oh, oh, there's, <laughs> there's this, um, you know, Han Solo origin film. They're planning to spin it into a trilogy. Cool. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. you know, I feel really bad for her. Oh, yeah, to, to, to carry on what you were saying, Yvonne, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to kind of end it on that. It, That's fair. I, it, no, it bothered me that it wasn't going to be a trilogy because they were, if I remember correctly, they were introducing Darth Maul, right? At the end, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, I bloody love him. and <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted more of him. So I'm sad about that, and that's also why it, I'm... Not really a fan of this film. From really what I know, they were planning to spin it into because there's um, currently this is in Clone Wars, or if it's in comics or where it comes from, but there's a story that he basically takes over the criminal underworld from the huts. Yeah. 
And that's very much where they were leaving it with Crimson Dawn and all that, because Crimson Dawn is a name in the comics and stuff. And I think they were genuinely leading it that way. I think... And it's it's sad that we're never going to see that come to fruition. Maybe yeah. not in the films. I reckon Mandalorian could. That's true. There Possibly, is a distinct possibility. Cause... Yeah, like a mall series would be quite good, actually. But um... I think Rebels was the series that they did it in. Isn't it? Yeah, did it appear in Rebels. I know Darth Maul had a huge role in Rebels, for instance. They did the underworld stuff in Clone Wars with Savage Opress, I believe. Oh, okay. And then they did... With Rebels, he was just lusting off, sure. not lusting off. Again, forward. sorry that we're not too aware for those who are who are very uh, dipped into the Star Wars lore um, and so screaming at us right now. As an apprentice, I think. That's fair. But, um, yeah, uh, Yion, what's uh, your thoughts? Yes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, That's fine. Yeah, um, I... With this film... It's strange because it's not a bad movie. In my view, it's a bad Han Solo movie, <laughs> but could be a good movie that's otherwise. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Pure, just, there's there's some scenes that really just don't work for me. One being how he got his name. Just <laughs> oh, oh, as, as soon oh, as he was there, I knew that's what was going to happen. <laughs> oh. I was there, like, don't tell me they're going to do this. Don't don't tell me. Um, it's just so daft and maybe some people enjoyed it fair enough but I think you're wrong <laughs> uh, um, and then just as I say as everyone I think said with the whole he's doing it because he's after a girl and then randomly the girl turns up in a really weird way I really like Paul Bettany's character though that's one thing I will say about this film he was great yes and made the film somewhat redeemable but I just didn't as a Han Solo film, I think it's wrecked itself. As a, as a, as an action, space, sort of Western sure. film, it's good. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I will say I also liked um, uh, making sure I uh, say his name correctly. Uh, Donald Glover as uh, a young Lando. Um, oh yeah. And I am intrigued in the mini Disney Plus series we're going to get um, Ooh, with I... him. Um, that reminds me, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but just the ship, the ship, just, no. Can I, can I hop in here as well? I mean, I, I was going to ask you, I, I assume so too, and you've referenced it previously when talking about Force Awakens, so yeah, go ahead, Lewis. Right, so, Ray oh. piloting the Falcon in the was Force Awakens. Was that you putting your hands together? Yes, it was, I've done it a few times <laughs> yeah. during this. Yes. Um, Right. This is where I forgive The Force Awakens because they technically explain it here. Um, I forget the robot's name now. L... I'm probably going to get murdered. L3? I want to say 3. Yes, that's Yeah, right. it is 3. L3. Um, so L3, near the climax of the film, is damaged. And she yells out and Lando's like, no, I can't leave her. So he runs out. And then he's pinned down, and then Han's like, I've got to go get him, and he runs out after Lando. <laughs> they all get her back, they get her in the ship, and she's on the floor, and she's going like, Lando, I, 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 something's gone wrong, I don't, I don't know how, and he's like, it's okay, L3, it's okay. And she starts, like, shutting down, and mm. they're like, no, L3! And they, they sort of do this thing like she died. 
but she's a droid. Droids can be repaired. But any, okay, right. Because <laughs> they're like, okay, well, she's got a really. We've seen it with C three PO, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. He literally got blown to pieces. He was in a backpack for most yeah. of one of the films, but you know. Yeah, he was like a rucksack for um, yeah, Chewie and in Empire bag, Strikes Back. Legs sticking out everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But um, she gets one gunshot to like the lower chest, and it's like, oh no, she's dead. And don't give me the of all her brain got shot because it didn't because of what pres- because of what follows. Mm-hmm. So they take her brain and they say yes. we're going to plug her into the computer. So they put her in the computer, and now the ship can do, you know, massively good navigation, can help you fly. It's amazing. The ship's now brilliant. So this means in this film, not only does Han Solo get his name from an official being bored and writing in Han Solo into a computer, not only does he get his dice because he just had them, there's no backstory. It's just, look, the golden dice. They're important, right? No, no one cared where the dice came from. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but now the one thing piloting the Falcon, the one thing he like has, is now L3's achievement. And I have no problem with this because I hate Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think what actually is he then? Because at this point he's he's, he's a, fraud, a fraud, isn't he? Yeah. The entire way. He's just a fraud. He's a right fraud. Do we really need the right droid? Is the other thing. Oh, I, got, I, got a kick, I got a kick out of it, I'm not going to lie. I did, but my point is... Used too much, it was funny. It's like it's <laughs> like you're making fun of this, but this is a real issue, and I feel you're picking people off while also trying to represent people. Yeah, it's fair. But also, the fact that they made the... This is gonna, okay, I'm going to tread on a landmine here. They made the droid female, and I feel they were trying to do a female rights activism like vibe. Possibly. But they played it very for laughs. And I yes. feel it just cheapens yeah. the whole thing and I kinda hate yeah, it. I get what you because mean. Because it's like trying to virtue signal look how progressive we are while also taking your cake and eating it. And mm. I bloody hated it. Also the um, implications it, of a rope of a droid and a human relationship with Lando. Also that and well, frankly I'm sick and this is Disney Star Wars in general. I am sick of who is trying to have said who at this point. It's doing my head in. It doesn't matter. You just want it Han really and Leia. Doesn't... Just Han and Leia from the original trilogy and Anakin and Padme in the I don't prequels. Want that. Okay, that one's kind of got to happen for the Darth Vader change. I don't like it, but it's kind of got to be there. I mean, it's kind of got to be there for Luke Whereas... and Leia, really. Exactly. But then <laughs> the Han and Leia stuff, if he had actually been genuinely sweet but and Anakin caring and stuff like that, I'd have kind of been okay with it. If he's a bit roguish, fair enough. But he's just a pest. Mm. He's a pest the entire way through, and this does nothing to change that. And Yvonne, I love what you point out, because I'd never even thought of that. His entire motivation through this movie is to get to the woman he loves. Yes. <laughs> who basically says so and leaves him on a ship. Yes. <laughs> she just flies off into the galaxy. Not a word. Just gone and i just think also they do the ray thing again in this one where it's like it's the barbarians and they're gonna shoot them all but it's okay it's a pretty redhead so they're good guys why why are they only now sympathetic they could have explained actually they're the bar everyone would have gone ah but no you had to have the head reveal thing 
and the shake out of the hair to yeah, be like, fair. what? A yeah. female? You need a resistance? <laughs> We've never seen this before. How can that possibly happen? But what about Leia? We've never seen this before. What about Ray? We've never seen this before. <laughs> About Jin, what about Jin? We've never seen this before. <laughs> but that's our point. We've seen it. So Even Padme, let's be done. honest, they try to portray Padme as a leader of the of like the Republic to a degree. Yeah, but they keep but yeah. they keep doing this, and it's yes. like we get it. Women can be strong. You don't need to keep hammering this because at this point you're cheapening the point. Yes. You're basically also. I feel like I hate to, I, I hate to be okay. like this person that's like why are there not ugly people in movies but why is it always an attractive 20 30 something woman I mean that goes something to do with happens. the ageism oh, yeah. when it comes to women versus men Cuz my thing is like Ahsoka is a strong female character she's an alien why couldn't we have another alien as a yeah. leader of the resistance why mm. has it got to be a you know human-looking person. A nice, pretty human, yeah, to to wave around and say, look, lads, join the rebellion. No, fuck. <laughs> I feel like just also, with... Also, Han killed people in the Empire. Never forget that. Can I just, um... <laughs> I, I feel like, uh... I don't know. Do you have... Because you were sort of saying, yeah, and stuff, Yvonne, I guess I feel like I would be... Uh, it would be remiss of me if I didn't ask you as uh, the woman here. Uh, to, to, um, if you have any thoughts on what Lewis was saying, no, I, I completely agree. I hadn't really thought about it much, but if you look at it, like the continuous... isn't it? Was isn't it? They're villainous until I'd never thought about it as well. Actually, until Lewis said, but they're literally portrayed as not villainous when she reveals she's a girl. Yeah, the moment that ha- <laughs> that headpiece comes off. Yeah. The music swells. Like, think about it. Yes. When they first surround them, it's like, da da da. It's like the Tuscan Raider music. And then it's like, no, look. Hair swish, hair swish. I'm very... Oh, they're good people. Oh, what a. What a... I thought that could have been Greedo under there. Thank Christ it was someone who's not a murderer. Oh, thank God. They still kill people. They blew up a whole train to get these people. I feel Ooh. like we're. We've... <laughs> we need to. Move on to the other. Sorry, but this melted my brain. But do you have any? I don't know. Did you have any quick thought, Yvonne, and then afterwards yourself, Yain? On the film or what? Yeah, film on that bit, which you know, any of it, like anything you wanted to mention. No, I'm just sad about Darth Maul. (laughs) Fair play. (laughs) Aren't aren't we all? Um, At least we got the double lightsaber. Um, and we saw the spider. Sorry, oh yeah, that... him igniting that was a bit much. It is, but at the same time, I can't lie. Like the fan in me is just there. Like, yeah, <laughs> he didn't need to. He didn't. He didn't need. To, he didn't need to ignite it. But it's just there. Like, nice. Um... I think he knows it's cool. Yeah, exactly. I think he just take any any chance he gets. He's like, maybe it's to remind her as well. It's there. Like, I have this, by the way. <laughs> oh, you stabbed him, did you? Brilliant. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But, compensating that. <laughs> do you have anything to add, Yaren, or shall we get to the rankings before moving on to? Uh, well, I was gonna. Film. I was gonna say like. Yeah, carry on. The, sh- the ship it just completely ruins the piloting and just completely destroys his character. Like I say, it's a good film, not a good Han Solo film. But I think Lewis has very colourfully done that for me. So I don't sure. Want to... <laughs> um, Any more on that point? That's that's <laughs> um, fair. But okay. But, 
so we can go to the rankings. Sorry, that, that's fair. I will say just before we do, I feel like there's two things I need to mention. Um, and if you guys want to uh, respond like quickly, uh, go ahead. Um, Woody Harrelson's character being a mentor. I mean, he was kind of a mentor, but kind of not. I was. I wasn't sure. I didn't. I like. I like Woody Harrelson um, overall as an actor, but I thought it was a bit odd. He was uh, all right. I didn't like the shoot first bit at the end. I thought that was a bit much. Didn't think that was needed. Well, what I, I mean, I wouldn't have minded that, but since we've had the re-releases of episode four, where you know Greedo shoots first, shoot first, and it doesn't matter, <laughs> it's kind of irrelevant. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't he have minded it. He shoots first now, though, so it's okay. Mm. Like in the latest one, he shoots first, so I suppose it makes sense. I don't bloody know anymore. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is... Uh, the other thing is... Chewie's life debt, obviously, is uh, <laughs> yeah. given in this. Did any any of you have anything to say on that quickly? Or the way they meet Dharma, I'll say nothing more on it. <laughs> um, I just want to say, uh, sorry if I'm interrupting anyone, but um, I just want to say, like, it was kind of like in my head as I saw it kind of unfold. I was like, oh, is that going to be Chewie? Thinking I was half joking. And then realizing that was how they met, I was like, "Oh, right, yeah. okay." It just as I'm, I'm not the biggest. Like I'm, I'm more a fan of say the anthology films or Clone Wars. I've watched those more times than I want the the actual full on films, which is weird, I know. But so I thought, so I thought I was still joking. And just to see that actually unfold, I was like, "Oh, that was sure. weird." Maybe weird to others, but it was weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I don't know on whose end it is, but someone's got an angry. An yeah. angry sequels fan bashing at their door. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yes. Oh, sorry, there's work going on here. That's all right. Oh, okay, I, I we can't really avoid that then. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but what about um, Yvonne? Did you have anything to add on it quickly before we do the rankings? The no, Chewie and Han film. Oh, we do see Chewie straight up rip a guy's arms off. Yeah, which is cool. I just want to call that to attention. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to say any more on it. I just want people to know. Chewie did actually do it one time and it was horrifying. <laughs> it was a good idea to put that in there. That's fair. It was a good idea because it actually shows a Wookiee would actually do it. Yes. <laughs> and now you can look at every fight scene Chewbacca's ever been in and worry for every Stormtrooper's life. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, shall we... Um, rankings then? Uh, Lewis, do you want to start? I'm going to say Han So-So, because it's not a bad movie, it's just bad for Han Solo, so that doesn't really bother me that much. It's quite poetic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yvonne? I agree with that, yeah, Han Han So-So. Yeah. Uh, Yain? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Do we have a full Senate? Is going to happen? Yes. Not just because it's quite poetic. Um, I generally think um, I would, yeah, put it in the middle. There it is, people. The Senate has convened. We agreed again. My God. I'm pretty sure that's over. Okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Time to... So, following year, 2019, J.J. Abrams returns to direct episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker, even though it was originally meant to be, I forget his last name, it's Colin, begins with a T. I want to say Trevorrow, directed Jurassic World. Was meant to be him, but like a few directors before him, he was fired due to creative differences. 
Captain uh, Kennedy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, JJ Abrams came in, uh, wrote it with Chris Trevaro or Ta- the guy who was apparently he was Ben Affleck's writing partner on Argo, which won won awards. Never watched it, so you know, unless if anyone else has, nothing I can say about it. Um, but he also um, did some work on Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Justice League. So think of that what you will. Oh um, dear. But um, yeah, so we then have this film coming out twenty nineteen. Obviously, one thing I do not begrudge the film for is they um, had the task of working around. Um, uh, Carrie Fisher's uh, passing, uh, yep. which is obviously uh, a shame. Um, I might as well get one controversial opinion out of the way. I was of the opinion that recasting her would have been fine. I don't think it would be disrespecting her memory. In the same way, I think it would have been fine to recast uh, mm. T'Challa after Chadwick po- Boseman's die, um, death. I, as a person who did a creative degree and you know, I guess would consider myself to have a creative mind. Uh, you know, if I, you know, managed to, you know, come up with something that was beloved, I wouldn't want it to all of a sudden stop once I die. I would want it to continue. Um, and yeah. I would have thought uh, a lot of people, and I may be wrong, you know, who knows, Fisher, Bozeman could have had a conversation uh, with higher ups at Disney before their passing, uh, but you know, I don't think you know. Uh, to me, it's similar. It would be like the best comparison I can think of. It's like once Stanley died, everything Marvel stops. You know, it's that kind of thought process in in my opinion. When everyone's there, like you know, re- you know, you can't, you know, you can't recast. But moving on from that. Um, and if people want to say anything on it, they can once uh, I pass it over to them. But yeah, so this is uh, the longest Star Wars film, it is worth mentioning. Two hours and 45 minutes. So I think um, I think it would be nice to leave you till the end, Lewis. So we'll start with Yion. Yion, what's your thoughts on this film? Yeah, um... I just, it's a lot in it for one. <laughs> it's the first thing, and I understand why, given See. the previous films before it. But I just, generally speaking, I think there's a lot in it. And you, did you not enjoy the beginning of the dead have spoken? Or was it the dead speak with the opening mm. crawl and the emperor returning? Um, it's. It was just strange because I didn't see it coming. As far as I know, it wasn't coming from anything. Yeah. Unless, unless there was something obvious that I missed. I just found that strange, really, having watched uh, the previous ones. And it just, generally speaking, I think it's a bit of a mess. I understand why, but it just I didn't really enjoy it because it seems like from the beginning of this film onwards, it's like... For example, the scene where it's like, "Oh, you can't light speed skip with the Falcon." Well, with the Falcon, well, you can now. Like that, that 
interesting. It sets up what this film is trying to do. Just like, let's correct this. Well, we're kind of dodging around the law, to my understanding. And then we'll and then we'll deal with how we're correcting it. Sure. And then the law holds later. But it kind of sets that mentality up, hoping that the audience will forgive. And maybe maybe we should have been more forgiving. Maybe I, as a very intro Star Wars fan, also should have been more forgiving. But I just found it weird. <laughs> and generally speaking, the whole the one thing I do want to say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into detail about this because I can rat on for hours about this. But the Ben Solo moment and Raymond, I get that it was done for fan service, but it wasn't earned. It was weird. I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. <laughs> sure. Um, Yvonne? Um, I honestly don't remember too much of this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what I do remember is that it's pretty. Um, <laughs> That's probably fair. because it's, of... It's pretty. Um, it's pretty. Probably because of J.J. Um, Abrams. Mm. Um, again. Um, and then, I mean, I know that it's supposed to be cool, which, by the way, it is. It's cool in the film itself that Ray is like a granddaughter of whatever it was of Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't make sense fully in the trilogy because it's not really been no. set up. And wasn't no. there a point where someone told Rey that she's just a nobody? Well, she had that, and that's... Yeah, I was going to reference in The Last Jedi, it's made that she's a nobody. So, obviously, yeah. it's teased, I'd say. Because I'd say, in my opinion, it all hinted towards her being the granddaughter of Kenobi, not just without... Yeah. Even with in Seven, even without Daisy Ridley confirming that in interviews um, since, uh, you know, post-Star Wars. And then yeah, episode eight, they're like, nope, she's a nobody, and I, 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 and I was fine with that idea. I would have preferred Kenobi, but I was like, yeah, cool, you know, mm, she's a nobody, but she's like the main, you know, she's like the Force's, you know, avatar. I think is basically the best way of putting it of how they say it. It's like, fine, yeah, cool, let's go with that. And then yeah, episode nine, it's there, like, no, 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 she's not nobody. She's uh, Palpatine's granddaughter. And it's there, like, okay. Yeah, it was just, it was just odd yeah well okay. in the film if you look at it as just one film mm. it's cool yeah but it's not just one film oh yeah because i'm not gonna lie i even like the reveal that she is a palpatine where she accidentally fires lightning at the ship yeah i i, I that was pretty uh, yeah cool. I, I, I i i did enjoy that as an isolated moment but no i agree yes again it just reeks of there was again to sort of touch again touch upon again what we have already said you know there's there was no plan there yeah. was yeah, there was no plan with this trilogy, and yeah, Pete, you know, J.J. Abrams has also demonstrated. Let's be honest, by um, Rose taking a back seat in Rise of Skywalker. J.J. Abrams, I can't get um, over that bit. Yeah, that still um, makes me laugh to this day. Just we're gonna go on a big space adventure. Nah, I'm good here. What? I've got some filing to do. I'm just gonna stay here. <laughs> oh, all right then. See you in a bit, I guess. Yeah, bye. I just think it's a shame because I think in a really bad way, and I'm not saying this was the intention, but I think it was short sight of them to not think it. I think this then justifies the Arno who had, you know, caught, you know, basically terrorized Kelly Marie Tran on, um, you know, on social media. I feel like it justified them in their minds, unfortunately, by doing that. Be honest, I didn't think her character was that bad in the other one. I didn't think she no. did anything really. She stopped Finn no, from just, running away. They were just racist. <laughs> Those people, yeah, basically. 
Um, um, I don't uh, know the, the reason behind all that, to be honest, but I think yeah. they just didn't like it that, you know, there was another female character running around for hmm. some reason. I don't know why they got so on her. I don't understand why. It doesn't. That, that's one thing where I do think there is no reason. It was just... Oh, no, it's just bigotry. because. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is the one where it is the case, because people make that about Ray, that it's just, you know, sexist, misogynist pigs that don't like a female being strong, and frankly, on a lot of ways, that can fight off. I mean, it's not like it's just... not entirely true for some people, but I'm not saying oh, it there is will for the be majority. That, there will always be yeah. that vocal minority, but mm. I just think... Always be a faction of it. Yes. Yeah, you can't say that is everyone, because... No. That as I feel, will be demonstrated shortly. Yeah. <laughs> what did but, we... you know, yeah, off we go. <laughs> I will say, like, while we're speaking of Palpatine, I personally was... I'm into the idea that the Emperor was behind it the whole time, but again, it should have been planned out and teased throughout the trilogy. It came mm-hmm. from nowhere, and as I said, you know, the dead, ha- the dead speaks. Is there like that would have been cool to actually experience at say the end of eight, or you know, f- enduring eight without you know, or even at end of seven. Do you know what I mean? It's like there was no plan, and yeah, I. It's a shame, and as a result, yeah, they tried to, as you sort of implied there, Yian, and, and it they cr- tried their best to cram in as much as possible. Also. I'll say it before passing to you, Lewis. Um, I have to. I, you've all three of you have heard me uh, make this joke, but uh, I feel like I have to say it. Um, if you want to ever play a drinking game to the Rise of Skywalker, have a shot every time Finn screams Ray. Can we please do that actually on a podcast? That, <laughs> that would just be brilliant. Um, it's sorry. it's so. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I feel. I mean, we'd have to like play the film as quiet as possible if we ever did that but yeah no it's it's ridiculous and it completely i think his cat i've heard recently i think john boyega in an interview said he wasn't a fan of where they took his character in the last jedi even i was a fan of it and it's actually in rise of skywalker i'd say that his character is completely relegated to side character you know side guy you know like completely i don't know what you he's raised cheerleader yeah Basically, the entire way through. Mm-hmm. I'd but, say even, even even as far back as the very end of seven. A little bit, because it was. As, I don't think it was a stark contrast then, as it is. As it is. No, it's the beginnings of it, though. It's the the very beginning, because like not to get too bogged down with the outside stuff, but if you look at the posters for China and America. Oh yeah. Um, you had Finn and Ray as like equals on the front on the American one, and in the Chinese one, Ray is literally a tiny little character in the background. You can barely see him. And Do you I mean Finn? That's, that's Do you a... mean Finn? Yeah, sorry. You said sorry, Ray. Finn's yeah. Finn's character's right off in the background. And it's a it's crying shame, really, because I think they could have, they took a really interesting concept and shit up a wall for the sake of the Messiah. To be honest. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was going to say, Lewis, your thoughts. You've already started. Oh dear. You've already started again. I'm sorry. Limit. Remember. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> but, um, all right. Ray is a character here, and I'm not trying to shoot Daisy Ridley or anything that's come before. Because, as I said, I actually quite liked her in Seven and Eight. So, before anyone gets on my ass, being like you just hate women, they, no. they probably some may do anyway. But 
Yeah. But my point here is she goes from, you know, person who's been surviving, has been this wonderful, you know, survivor character to impregnable with the force somehow to essentially God. There is nothing in this film this woman cannot do. She can fly, like, there's a bit, Poe, I'm nicking this from another guy's thing, but it's dead true. Poe, what is his thing? What is Poe's thing, would you all say? The thing he's good at. The thing that Poe is in the team for. It's meant to be flying. Yeah. There is a bit where he says, if we could get out of this, if Ray were here. The piloting guy says, if only Ray were here to do my job for me. (laughs) Hmm. Because she's better at it. So she's the only Jedi there. She's amazing with the Force despite very little training. And I do mean very little. Don't start that, oh, it happened between films. It just didn't. You see her training with Leia. And she's doing stuff that Luke could never do. And he's lamenting of, oh, I can't talk to every Jedi ever. Oh, I'm so underpowered. You're a god. You're lifting an entire continent's worth behind you while you're sitting there levitating on a rock. And you're sad. And then she has a book that apparently got burnt at the end of the last one. And (laughs) she makes her lightsaber at the end out of parts that have come out of nowhere because she buried the only two lightsabers in existence bar Kylo's and he's dead. And it's in the sea somewhere on a moon of Endor. (laughs) The holocrons are completely pointless because in the end she nicks the one out of Kylo's ship anyway. So all that trying to find the Sith relics and the holocrons and the dagger and Dio and all that. Dio just had the fodernets. Because he tells the Resistance how to get there. So the moment they got Dio, they'd won. They were peeing around for about four hours. <laughs> I will point I agree with you everywhere. The only thing I will say, I don't mind the lightsaber thing. That's a time jump. I don't need the film to show me me show her making the lightsaber Wait, you know. they show her do it well yeah but you they know what I mean like, I don't need more two, I don't need more and then cobble together a yellow one Where's no, the no she just no she just from? no she just whips it out no you see her build it it's in the audio script it says she's oh, constructing her lightsaber it has the bottom of the bottom of one of her staffs and a sleek finish I think it says and then she ignites it and it's a yellow blade yeah, I don't Where, recall we've her never constructing seen a yellow blade. blade. I mean, we've to be—I mean, to be fair, we had never seen a purple one, and that happened. We'd True, never seen a—we'd never seen a white one. My point one in, is, um, we never. Like, my point is, you do Not see a white one. The Padawans have them, but the oh, yeah, point is, yeah, at this, at that point, Jedi are common. There are a lot of Jedi. We can hmm. forgive one outlier. I'm saying here, where did she get this very rare crystal that apparently doesn't exist anymore because all the Jedi were wiped out because Luke said, I'm done with it. Where did it come from? Hmm. That's fair. It just doesn't exist. All of A lot of this film is based on a thing being there that can't have been there. A chunk of the Death Star landed on a moon and is just there. One, it's not been raided. Two... That would have obliterated a moon, not just landed on it in a bit of ocean. <laughs> Three, the Death Star literally atomized. You saw it. 
Palpatine is dead, dead as a door now, don't care what anyone says, mirror room, force powers, whatever you say, he was definitely dead, they retconned it. I mean, it was set up in the prequels that he would be able to bring himself back from the dead. I would argue with that speech he gives to Anakin. I mean, it, I'm not yeah, saying but, it, it was teased that he could do it, so I don't think it was it too was much possible. of a stretch. However, they literally have another explanation for it somewhere else because they'd forgotten about that. So arguing that that's intentional, I'd argue, is a massive stretch. Oh, I'm not saying it's intentional. I'm just saying that, again, it's one also, of those things. Also, Ray being Palpatine's granddaughter means that at some point Palpatine had children? Yes, which is a bit odd. I agree that too. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. Snoke being a clone. It's like Vol- Force it's like... sensitive clones aren't a thing. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be Jedi running around still. For sake. It's, it's, like Vol- it's like Voldemort having a kid for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Don't get me started on that either. The Cursed Child messes with so much canon. Actually, can we do a like, comparison of... Firstly, a video on the Cursed Child... And then a comparison of books to films, because I think that would explain why I dislike some of the films, and I think that'd be fun to do. But that would require me having to read all the books again before doing that, so that might be a while. Anyway. This is the film where they say the Holdo Maneuver's one in a million, and then you see a Star Destroyer blow up from a Holdo Maneuver not two minutes later. Mm. So unless X-Wings were just winging themselves into ships in the blind hope it would work... (laughs) Definitely. You've then got the thing of... Why do they come out of the ground of Hexagon? Why were they not just built on the surface? Because surely these massive, fully staffed ships that there are hundreds of would not take kindly to being rashed through a planet's crust. That's something to think about. How did Kylo Ren get there at the end? I like this is just this is turning into Lewis asking rhetorical <laughs> questions. That's honestly just forced. Because dying. this is all I can do. If I actually went into the in-depth reasons why I think this is all would be here forever, so I've just got a shotgun. This Ray should have been stabbed about four times in that fight with the Knights of Ren. I don't care what you say. Knives disappear mid-fight just so she doesn't get stabbed. <laughs> Where the hell did Sith troopers come from? I'm surprised you haven't gone to the one that you that you know that I know you have spoken about a lot in the past go on remind me just to be make so this is complete go on um memory hon oh yeah i, I it's because i ranted about it before we started yes um kylo basically forgives himself with no provocation because mm. he's like oh thank you dad you've forgiven me and everyone's like that's ah, not a force ghost though so all right you've dodged that bullet but the bullet you've wandered straight into is then kylo has no redemption arc hmm he decides that his dad was okay with him stabbing him, and that's all right. <laughs> the force healing thing, I've not got a problem with. The force lightning thing has had no Sith training, shouldn't be possible. Don't care. You need to know how that it works. You can't just do it. Otherwise, Anakin would have probably shocked a Padme by accident at some point. <laughs> You've that's, then got the thing of where, passing a lightsaber through the That's where it's going the to the force. blood thing, isn't it? That's where it's like... I'm not saying it's correct. That's almost like they're saying it's inherited, isn't it? Yeah, but in that case, then... Oh, I'm not saying it's right. Sith descendant... Mm, yeah. ...would be able to use force oh, yeah, yeah. lightning with zero training. No, I agree. It doesn't work. Yeah, I'm not saying it's foolproof. I'm just saying what they also, were probably going for. passing lightsabers through the force, just off. Force goes grabbing power... 
Because at this point, why don't Force Ghosts just do bloody everything? Because someone could come back as a Force Ghost and just strangle Snoke. <laughs> and they could do nothing about it because it's a ghost. I kind of, want, I kind the... of wish that happened now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the how it should have ended <laughs> version. Oh, that would have been brilliant. This. So they literally kill Palpatine the same way it made him Palpatine in the prequels. Mm. Yeah. And also, I am all the Jedi. Now, that's all the dead Jedi lending her their force powers, right? Going, do you know what, Ray? You're our, you're our saviour, so pump her full of force juice. Off we go. If you'll murder Palpatine, bring balance, it'll all be wonderful. Yet you hear Ahsoka's voice, and Ahsoka's not fucked. <laughs> So does that mean that they're a living Jedi that heard her and went, yeah, go on, then have a bit. <laughs> Which means, where are all the other Jedi? Is Ahsoka Sith... alive in episode 9? Yes. Yeah, she's still alive. At no point is she said to be dead at this point. No, that's true. Showing her there. Yeah. With what happened in Rebels, she was, so, she was falling through dimensions, so there is a plot hole where she comes back and goes away and comes back and goes away, where she could technically still be alive. <laughs> right. So, so I was just generally asking. So I wasn't Ahsoka like... Ahsoka can't be mm. dead. Also, there's an Ahsoka that, series aware, coming I'm up. i get this out. <sighs> so, yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware you were just asking. I just want to get this out, because it annoys me to no end. Um, and I will explain. Anyway. <clears throat> there's a plot hole where she could technically still be alive, as I've already said. But even if that's not true and they retcon it, that now means because of this film, and because of the logic they themselves set up, whether they meant to mean it or not, they now have to annoy the fans completely by murdering Ahsoka. And that will annoy a lot of people, because a lot of people like the Filoni-verse, they like Clone Wars, the Clone Wars movie, in my opinion, is a bit meh, but Ahsoka was fixed in Clone Wars. Clone Wars was great. Rebels was great. And now they've got to annoy the fans completely by murdering her because of this film. Anyway, Lewis, back to you. So, using one lightsaber can't block it, but using two does? Naturally. And healing Kylo doesn't kill Rey, but healing Rey does kill Kylo? Question mark. When he's apparently the same power as Rey, because... And also, her killing Palpatine should have meant Palpatine should have been to take over her because that's what he wanted. So they literally did exactly what he wanted. He just didn't do it. He just sat there and went, "You know what? I'm beat, and I'll just melt away now." Nah, and he just died. <laughs> <laughs> so the no. film's an unbridled mess. Stick that's it in charge, our stinks. I don't think there's much else to add. To be fair, you've basically summed up, you know, in a in a sentence for me. It's basically this film is a mess. I will say though I didn't I don't hate it. I'm not saying I like it. I don't hate it. Also once again porks are cute. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> what about the foxes? They were in the last one, they were cute, yeah. Were they in 9? Are they not at the beginning? Yeah, they're in like nine. When on the planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you nine. go. Well, I just, you know, you reiterated porks, so I was like, what about the foxes? Cuz porks oh. appear on the island when Ray yeah. goes back and Paul's Luke's desolate ship that he definitely couldn't have flown in the sick, the bloody eighth one to the place no, where that's he didn't fair. have to die. <laughs> but, um... Except in the in the eighth one, one of the wings of the X-wing is the door to his hut. 
So, you know, work that one out. Yvonne, you uh, any, do you have anything to add or shall, or shall we uh, wrap it up? Cause, and uh, Lewis has given his ranking. <laughs> I'm sorry, Yvonne, if you were going to say anything. I think I've just I've kind of just stepped on that, but uh, I do want to just quickly say, um, yeah, I agree with Lewis's ranking on this film. It just I don't know the law as well as anyone else here. I will acknowledge that. Maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it just didn't make any sense. Um, and lastly, just just. Oh, I don't know anymore. Um, it just confused the absolute living that's, daylight. Yeah, that's fair. So you're going for Jar Jar Stinks as well? Yeah. Hmm. Yvonne? I don't think I'd put it in Jar Jar Stinks. I think, if anything, General Smogana. Mm. Uh, I don't think... Because I, I, I still enjoyed it. It was pretty, you know. And... Uh... <laughs> And yeah, so no, yeah, General Smogano. That's fair. And if I'm honest, I would agree with you because the thing is, I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate the film. And I think if I, mm-hmm. it's only if I did that I could justify putting in Jar Jar Stinks myself. Yeah. So I would say General Smogano, which means we are 2 2. So I'm not 100% sure mm. um, what uh, we could say um, it is. I could create a middle category between the two. Count. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Should I don't we know. call it the rise of Sly Walker category? Just slyly <laughs> slip it in the middle there. I mean, if you want, I was going to call it Puke Skywalker. Yeah, we could have that. Go on then. We'll have that. We'll have it in the middle. <laughs> We've broken the rules. <laughs> we, we've broken the rating system completely. But frankly, this movie is so bloody terrible it needs its own ranking. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. So, so in yes. in the interests of democracy, yeah, I'm not going to make a Palpatine quote and say it's going to be in Jar Jar. We'll put it in the middle. <laughs> That's fair. But uh, yeah, we will. So that means we for Disney era Star Wars, we finished with Rogue One in Ace Windu. What a surprise! <laughs> um, the Last Jedi in BB Great. We then have uh, The Force Awakens and Solo in Han Soso. Um, And then as we weren't able to uh, have an overall for The Rise of Skywalker being in General Snorgana or Jar Jar Stinks, we have created its own category, which we can either dub Puke Skywalker or The Rise of Skywalker, which would be in between the two. So I guess... Low Snorgana, high Jar Jar Stinks. I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah, I think I've aired every single grievance with that movie I can think of, other than taking the name at the end, because that was unearned, but there we are. (laughs) Fair play. Right. I I knew it was coming as we got to the end of the film for the title to make sense. Well, yeah, it had to be, yes. didn't it? But yeah. doesn't make it any less stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But... No less stupid than Solo, though. So, you know, at least they have that in common. <laughs> well, okay. I think uh, this is a good place to wrap up. Thank you, Lewis, Yvonne and Yian, uh for being on. Thank you. 
No problem. Uh, and thank you to everyone listening. Uh, and hopefully you can uh, you have enjoyed enough to join us next Monday where we will be doing phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe but uh, until then you can follow me on Twitter at Blind Brennan and if you fancy listening to a podcast um, talking about living with a disability I also have listen with your eyes uh, but for now this has been watching with no eyes and we'll wrap up now may the fourth be with you Thank you.